I want to. I want to apologize if my face looks a little puffy. Your face uh, looks puffy from all the. Well, last night I stupidly. Yeah. I stu- I don't know if you remember um, in the movie, there will be blood, and Daniel Day Lewis says, "I'll have, he'll have a steak and a glass of goat milk, and I will have a steak and one tall glass of whiskey, please." Yeah. Something like that. Last night I had, I had steak. I had. I had cockles. Do you know what cockles are? They're not I, baby cocks. They're little. They're little. They're little steam clams. And I had about seven or eight <laughs> cushy oysters. Cushy. Yeah. yeah. I I fuck with oysters on the west coast. Uh-huh. I ain't fucking with oysters on the east coast. For some reason, I believe British Columbia, etc., is yeah. cleaner than you know Virginia. So I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I took my I took the, some of them down, took some of them down. By the way, I love when people go to a seafood restaurant anywhere on the West Coast and go, oh, I'll get the lobster. It's like it still came from the East Coast. It came from the East Coast. Lobster's not indigenous yeah. to the West Coast. Isn't it? No? no. All right. They're all from the East Coast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not true, though, huh? Probably some you lobsters out it? there. I guarantee you. You don't think there are Pacific Coast lobsters? Pacific lobsters? Not the ones we eat. Oh, I, I could be lying. Eat. This this is where I start spiraling. Yeah, this is I where could you, be start lying. Pan- you start to panic. <laughs> I could be lying, but yeah, I'm yeah. almost certain. I I am almost certain. Yeah, let's see. Most lobsters come from the north northeastern coast of North America, with the Atlantic provinces of Canada and the U.S. state of Maine being the la- largest producers. However, yeah. let's however? see where let's see where else. However, where are the lobsters native to? Where are lobsters? Let's go ahead and see. The bottom-dwelling American lobster flourishes in cold, rocky waters off the Atlantic coast of North America, but lobsters can be found in all waters of the oceans, yeah, as but well as brackish environments and even freshwater. The lobsters we eat primarily come yes, from. Yes, and you're right. So I'm going to like, say you're right about that. Yeah. But either way... Yes, it feels good. It does, right? It feels good when you say something, you draw a line in the sand, is that true? Yes. Then you kind of backtrack... And then you're proven right. Yes. There's nothing that makes you feel better. And there's nothing that makes you feel worse. It's so true. It goes, <laughs> and I've go, had a lot of those. No, that is not. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. <laughs> somebody just Googles it. They're like, you're wrong. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck. I've, I've, had, I've done a lot of those on Rogan or in the early days. I <laughs> yeah. pontificate. On here. Oh, on here. Everywhere. I've, I'm always. There was one you were talking about Greek mythology. Yeah. Flying too close to the sun. Yeah. And Pegasus. You it, you, yeah. Well, you got it wrong in the. I did the Pegasus podcast, and the yeah. wax on on the wings. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of people that corrected you on that. Is that true? Can you look that What's up? That? Was it was it Pegasus, and the wax on his wings melted and he plummeted to the ground, and he was being ridden by Daedalus warns Icarus. I'm Icarus. sorry, it's that's, Icarus. That's it. Yeah. And what did were, I just say? Pegasus. Pegasus. Ah, oh, fuck Icarus. I should have known Icarus. I'm sorry, everybody. It was Icarus. Yeah. Uh, and Daedalus <laughs> on Icarus. Who the fuck? I don't speak Greek. Let's talk about those cockles. Okay, so back to the cockles. <laughs> so I got I got all kinds of shellfish running to my body, which means yeah. I'm bursting with manganese, magnesium, zinc. I mean, I got my whole supply for the week. Right. Okay. And then I then I decide to push it. My blood type is ranch, by the way. Just to let everybody know, <laughs> you got um, ranch. Uh, this morning, you want to tell everybody what you start off with this morning. I do, but before I go into that, I just want to say, then I had, then I had some steak, and this is all at Scopa, one yeah. of my favorite restaurants. Steak. I had the the T bone, the T bone. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable there. It's mm. it's unbelievable, and you dip it in this garlic oil sauce. I ate that, put that down. Then I had some pasta that was just sitting around on the table, and you can't do that because then what happened was my friend who owns the restaurant, Pablo brings over I go I want to try some whiskey he goes you want to go you want to go a little crazy <laughs> and I go I and before I can even say it, I go I and he he goes be right back and comes and hits me with comes and hits me with anybody who knows whiskey if you're good with, if he came back with paint thinner a whip it and like Jameson well it, like, I, I, whoa, I drank it crazy he comes back with a 1955 old crow so yeah. he found this old crow from 55 that's fine mm-hmm. but then he brings out the Pappy Van Winkle, 23-year-old and 20-year-old. You're not... Okay. If you want to buy that bottle, it's going to cost you six grand, motherfucker. You understand? 
Six grand. I think you get, if you want a shot of Pappy Van, 23-year-old Pappy Van, Pappy get Van ready Winkle. to dip in your pocket. One pour is about 350 bucks, okay? So I'm I'm not paying for that. He, he was kind enough to let me taste. That's the worst name for a strong whiskey. Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a jello shot you get. Yeah. Like in Florida at Margaritaville. Well, it's like Rip Van Winkle, Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy is not a strong. It's a famous, I guess, Kentucky bourbon or something like that. It's okay. A, it's the most one of the more expensive bourbons. Yeah. It now was bought by Buffalo Trace, but I was drinking the stuff that was the original Pappy that was bottled by in that distillery. Right. And it fetches a crazy price just because of its scarcity and stuff like that. So I got a little, I got a little headache. <laughs> okay. I well, got my, well, my my so head you did feels get crazy. You lived up to the expectations that. You want to get crazy? You're like, let's get crazy. I got all crazy. You're Michael Keaton and Batman. Come on, let's get crazy. But two little, two little snifters of whiskey fucks me up because I'm not crazy. Oh, and then I, I so right now I, I feel like there are a couple little men, little pappies in in my head, <laughs> pushing against my forehead. Yeah, and my Let eyes. Let us out. We yeah. don't like anchovies. Well, no, that's what I had this morning. It was disgusting. Yeah, I, my mother's Korean and she eats some disgusting shit. And I yeah. saw you eat those, and I was like. That's fucking gross. Yeah, I took down some. I had I had two cups of coffee with some grass fed half and half naturally, and then I uh, <laughs> and then I graduated to bib lettuce again. Now, what's this thing with purple bib lettuce? bib lettuce? I don't know. It's just packed with nutrients, fucking brimming with Isn't nutrients. Isn't lettuce just like ninety five percent water? Iceberg. You see how how leafy. Thick, leafy, and purple you, those leaves were, bro. You answered that like you've been waiting your whole life to, for someone to say iceberg yeah. is ninety five percent water. Celery and iceberg can kiss my ass because they're not really <laughs> have they have no nutritional value. But right, but purple leaves and then not hitting hitting eating half a tray of white anchovies. Yeah, and olive oil. Yeah, not they're not the salted kind. Celery. I will say I don't like celery at all. I, I don't like it even when they give you like a celery in, in your juice or something. Mm. But nothing cleans the palate at a Buffalo Wild Wings like a stalk of celery. Is that it right? kind of brings you back to earth and it also makes you feel healthier. Yeah. Even though, you, yeah, you know, that's not- it's, it's refreshing and it's, 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 it's yeah. fiber. It's like, oh, I got a vegetable in. Yeah, it I, did nothing. It did nothing. Yeah, I feel like people, the only reason people eat salad, including myself, is that we feel like if we eat salad, something about chewing on vegetables, and we've probably been indoctrinated to it, makes you feel like I'm never going to get cancer. Or at least this is a little bulwark against some shitty disease that might right. show up if I don't eat it. You know, I love an Italian chopped, but when you eat it, it's like, this is an Italian sandwich at Jersey Mike's without the bread. That's I, all it is. I, I agree. And by the way, I couldn't agree more. And it's at the end of the day, never started eating a salad where I didn't want it to be over. Never. <laughs> Never fucking. I've eaten broccoli the way my grandmother would make it with the right. with the olive oil and, and the garlic. Yeah, that's good. I can. I like that. Yeah, a little salt. That's you know when it's. But I never had a fucking raw vegetable like crudite. I never had a raw vegetable where I didn't want to die of boredom. <laughs> where I was like, how long yeah. is this? How long do I have to chew? I feel like a fucking man rabbit. What fuck vegetables. I, on occasion, I've had a good salad. On occasion, I've had a good salad. But my wife, every fucking meal will be like, you want a salad tonight? I'm like, no. <laughs> you can have a salad or we go out to dinner. Do you want to split a salad? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm going to order my fucking meal. And she'll also go, do you want to order this and then I'll get that and then we can kind of split it? I'm like, no. I want to order my fucking food and I want to eat my food and you eat your food and that's it. That's it. That's it. And when there's leftovers on your plate, because you're stuffed, I'll eat that. You'll eat that too. I'll eat it too. You'll clean Nothing that. goes home. You, we you, don't need take you, home boxes. You're a human right. truck stop. I'm a human, <clears throat> I'm a human dumpster. Human I love dumpster. it all. Put it in. That's why when you said there was pasta left, somebody didn't finish it, you dove in. That is my speciality. Really? I love it. Yeah. So you're not going to finish it? I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you have last night? Because I didn't invite you to dinner. Only because Sushi. I was invited to dinner. By my friend, yeah. and I knew he was he was going to try to pay, and I didn't want to. I and I'd said yes, and then no, and yes because of my schedule. Yeah, and then I I think he was. I knew he was. He had already made plans and made the reservation for four 
which is hard. So then my girlfriend was like, what are we going to do about Steve? I go, Steve will understand. He probably doesn't want to come to dinner because he probably has his own plans. I thought maybe you'd be with Dallas and you guys go do a little ice cream walk. Then I realized you were alone and I felt very guilty. And I felt like a bad host. No. Then I'm I fine. come home and the guy's watching Departed on the TV and then he just, like, like, we're, like he doesn't want to be a burden. He runs up to his room. I felt terrible. Well, I was in the middle of it. I hadn't seen it for, in such a long time, and it was right towards the end. And I was like, I got I, I forget how it ended. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot how it's it a, ended. It's a wild ending. And I was sleepy. Stevie had a case of the sleepies. What, what did Stevie have for Din Din last night? Stevie had sushi, and okay. then Stevie slept for, guess how long I slept for? You slept, you, you, I've never seen, I've <laughs> never seen anybody sleep the way you do. Just take it. Take a wild guess. Give me an hour count. So wait. So you went to bed and then you woke up. You're saying so. I would say you probably slept ten hours. You're right. Yeah, I slept for ten hours. You're grown. And it felt fucking wonderful. Yeah, you're grown man. It feels slept. good. Yeah, I get it. You don't you have to wake to... up to go pee. Nope. What I do is I I plan Amazing. it out. I plan it out just like when I fly. If I have a six hour flight, yeah, I will drink water an hour and a half beforehand. Huh. So that way, when I get to the airport, I know just before I board the flight. I piss when I get to the airport, then I piss again before I get on the flight, six hours out, because I always have to have a seat on the left-hand side against the window, because I can just curl up and fall asleep. Uh -huh. If I go on the right side, something with my organs, I'm crushing something, yeah. it feels uncomfortable. Uh -huh. So I always have to go on the left. Really? Yeah. So you got a little something on, on the <clears throat> left side of your organs. On can my I right see side. what, hey, can I see, can I see a, the body, the anatomy? I want to see where... Somebody said your liver's on the other side because I was pointing to one part of my body where I got hit when I was boxing. And I believe I got hit in the liver. Let me see where my fucking liver is. Live, live. So just piss come out? I like the word piss. I believe it's Sometimes on your... Sometimes you gotta piss. I believe it's on your right. No, that's not. You gotta piss. <laughs> I gotta piss out of my dick. Man. So your liver's on your right-hand side. It looks like it. So we flip that. That's on our right. Your stomach's on your left. God, it's a big liver. Liver's kind of everywhere. Wait, liver's on your what? On your right? Or is it not? It's on your, it's on your right side, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And Smart. mine's probably pretty black. <laughs> yeah, I got... Who knows? I guess I'm all right. But you get some beet juice in there, right? Got to get some beet juice in there. Beet juice, you, you cleanse it all out the next I time. guess. I don't know. That's what they say. I don't know about detox stuff. And I, I've i decided that what I need to do is I need to get a little more religious. Yeah. We're going to talk about that on this podcast. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk I, about- Hold on. Let me just set my timer to wake me uh, up. Oh, shit. 30? Are okay. you at all religious? You know, I was when I was younger, I, I guess, as much as I- my my parents went to church every Sunday. Yeah. They still go to church every day in retirement. They do? My mother goes to church every day. Every day. And this is not like, oh, we'll go at one. This is, we're waking up at seven to go to mass at like 7.30. That's amazing. And then they go to breakfast with all the other um, folks that are in their congregation. Uh, they go to a, a breakfast place in Florida. So every Sunday I would go to church. My brother and I fist fought in church. When when I was a teenager, because you know you, you kneel down, you pray, and um, he his arm was here, my arm was there, and we would just push and we would fight in church all the time. There was one time we literally got in a fist fight in, in, in church. I would have fucked you up. I would have if I had two sons fighting in church. I would fuck you Can guys. I tell up. you what, my father used to do. My father, so he played hockey. You know, all this, he still reps at seventy two. Wow. He goes, he, he'd go to mass with us, but he would play hockey on Saturdays. And then what's customary for most guys in hockey, I play in Nashville, it's the tradition continues. You tailgate afterwards, or yeah. you tailgate in the locker room. So guys will bring a case of beer, everybody will chill out and have some beer, and you smell like shit, but you're drinking beer, right? Your equipment stinks. And my father would be one of these guys, he'd pound beers. And then we'd be in church on Sunday, 9 a.m., because my mom has always got to go to the first one, which is fucking awful. My dad would rip rip beer farts he just fart oh my god disgusting in church too in church yeah and it's like to the point where my brother and i were like so my mom just she didn't pay attention she was so into church i was like oh my god my father was so stoic and he'd act like nothing happened and i'd be like this is disgusting 
<laughs> just whispered in my phone. And this is disgusting. and probably there was nobody else in church, right? No, there's parishioners all around us, oh, and they're all affected by it. My, my dad. Didn't give a shit. Just didn't he give a shit. Rip. I'm in the Lord's house, and I'm gonna fucking <laughs> fart. We are open for business. Yeah, it was so disgusting. I did that once in church. I made my friend laugh because he made me come to church. Now I know I've been to church How often about. Do you go to church? I've been to church about six times in my life. Are you kidding me? Yeah, maybe. This is including holidays. Yeah, my pa- I was. I'm Catholic technically. But my parents are just not religious, and wow, they just okay. don't go. You didn't go to CCD or anything. Oh, no, you didn't like across. N- no. So the state problem lines, guess, is, huh? the problem is like, you know, I do believe in god or right. like well i i i i you can go scientific right you can say well this is all simulation cool so who's controlling the computer well, whatever it is I, I don't think i'm in control of things and i don't right. think um and i do believe that living a righteous life right a good life being a good person mm-hmm. and free of sin if you will is is very important and anytime you do do something that is sinful Right. Like if you're living your life in a bullshit way, or you know, it's just going to affect you. Right. Like, why? Why is it that when human beings are living a lie in one way or another, even if they're chasing money, or they're not, they're not being true to themselves, or they're they're stealing and they're lying and they're they're cheating people, whatever it might be, right. taking what doesn't belong to them, not keeping their promises, right? Um, you don't get away with it. I mean, you just don't. If you're a sociopath, I guess your life is kind of what it is. But for the most part, when you when you live that way, right. it's going to end, I think, in tragedy of some kind. At least that's what the mythology, every story that we, every movie we go to, every book is about, you know, the drama is you you have a shortcoming, mm-hmm. you're chasing something that you want, and then you you realize that in order to get what you need, you've got to give up what you want. Right. right or 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 you realize that you're living your life in a selfish manner or whatever it might be and the way to change is to do this over this thing over here that really costs you and but then you come out of it a better person that that would be a that would be a drama right in a there's drama a new, yes there's a new equilibrium yeah. right but we, it resonates with all of us as human beings because or 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 here's another example um one of the oldest motifs in story is that you start out as a boy or a girl and then you face what you're most afraid of and you 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 you're facing a dragon you have no idea how to kill and somehow you do it somehow right. you find a way to win right even though there's no playbook for it even though you don't even have weaponry for it you find a way to fucking do it and then yeah. you come out you come back up into the world a hero you come back up into the world um somebody who's just it's you're you're changed are you and telling me you finally want to watch Star Wars with me? I do, and but Star Wars is that is the perfect. But, but, but what I'm saying is that what, so 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 the point is that that you- re- that resonates with all of us. That yeah. that deeply resonates all like all of us when we watch a movie. Think about your favorite movies. All of us at the end of the movie go ah yes, that's how I got to live my life. That's I love that hero. I love that person. Right. That that's what. But the tragedy is when when the person has this fatal flaw mm-hmm. and they don't confront it. That they don't go down and 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 fight the dragon. Right. And and they get dragged down from their 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 obsession or their flaw, yeah. and they don't learn a lesson. That's a tragedy. And then all of us go, "Fuck! I'm glad I'm not that guy." You know. Right. Are you? Are you making storytelling analogous to religion in the fact that in terms of Greek mythology and mythology in general, that there's a pattern in storytelling, which Joseph Campbell disseminated in terms of Hollywood and scripts? Yes. That the fact is that there's this, there's this, there's this, there's all these beats, and you find those same beats in religion. You uh, do. Across the scope. So not only am I making that point, but also why is it that we universally as human beings seem to resonate with that mm-hmm. like you know why is it that um like jordan peterson said why why will jk rowling read from her book and f- and fill a stadium why is it right. children even very young children they just naturally love that story right why why is it that 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 um lord of the rings is was such a smash hit and continues to be that that like sort of insurmountable odds were fighting hatred where you know jared tokin was really uh, kind of writing uh an uh, a simile or what is the word um like you know he was writing a metaphor for world war ii right with the nazis and how you know there was good versus evil right. that shit that shit really does resonate with our 
our righteous minds. We have naturally righteous minds. And I, I, I really do believe that that is my, my proof for, for the existence of God. Atheists would say, no, that's how we've evolved because that's, that's the best way to live because that's how human beings have to be in order to cooperate. Right. And, well, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is we are that way. And, 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 and why are we that way? Is it just biology? Is it just in our own interests? I don't, right. that, that, I don't buy it because human beings do shit that's not in their own interests. Like we sacrifice, like even, even like Jesus Christ, well, this, being this selfless, symbol. being selfless is not in your self-interest. That happens all the time. But We've biologists tell you that it is in your group's interest, but I, I don't buy that. It's like. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's like... Well, it's, it's, it's funny. When you talking about storytelling a second ago, there is obviously always something you've got to overcome in any successful story. And when you were talking about this, I'm, I'm recollecting all the great films I've seen, yeah. right? And even when you're talking about it, 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 it reminded me of, not to plug, but the opening act, there's all these beats of story laced in there that if you're just casually watching it, it'll float over your head. But if you go back and dissect and go, oh, I enjoyed it. Why did I enjoy it? Then you learn that at the beginning of the film, we establish that Will is with his father. His father watched stand-up comedy to learn English. And then his father passes away. And this provides the impetus for him to say, this is something I want to do because I shared this bond with my father. And over the course yeah, of his Yeah, you humanized journey, him. You humanized him too, universally, right? Right. So, so everybody goes... I want that. That's a good guy. You got to establish that the guy you're going to go on this journey with is worth. You got to like him. You got to like him. He's got to do something yeah. that you, that's endearing or. That's the book, Save the Cat, like where he says, you know, the character's got to, like, he might be a total asshole, but he's got to save the cat in the fire. Like There's got to be something that yeah. this cat, that the, the character does. And then yeah. as the as the film goes on, um, Cedric disseminates to our hero that, look, all comics have pain. You know, that's that's where we get our... That's probably why we do this. Yeah. And that is the source of... That's kind of your superpower. So you got to peel back the curtain and, just, and, and get into that, dig deep, and start working from there. That's the nucleus. And from there, start branching out and becoming a great comic. And so he, he tries it. It goes horribly. He addresses his father in one line. He goes, my father, and he doesn't have the nerve to do it. And he, and he bombs that night. Yeah. And then Sunday, he goes back and he finally addresses his father in a really meaningful, impactful, funny way. Yeah. And he slays the dragon, essentially. Yeah. So all those story beats I learned from Joseph Campbell, from uh, from his pattern of mythology and great storytelling. Yeah. And it is so true. You've got to have those things in any story. That, yeah. That's what makes a story great. Uh, even Rocky, you think about Rocky. That's that's one where he doesn't win at the end, Dude, but he did because he just wanted the greatest to prove he can go the distance with the best. Phenomenal example. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's going against he's like a galoot who's fighting the the world he wants champion. To be somebody, yeah. And he goes, I just want to go the distance. Yeah, that I mean, was it. It's like fuck. That was the genius of that movie. The genius of that movie, one of the greatest movies ever, is just the fact that this dude is going to go the distance. And, yeah. And 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 with this with this with Burgess Meredith Mickey his oh. trainer who. Who's also looking for redemption? It's fucking redemption. You could have been a good boxer. You had the talent to be a good boxer, but instead you became a bum, which is what you are. Yeah, it's like, and he was right. But That's even, a, that that movie is j j j genius. Think about the beginning of that film. That film opens with him fighting in um, in a church, yeah. in a church with C grade boxers. He goes back to his locker. They tell him, "Oh, you haven't paid. I got to take the locker from you." And you're you're learning within those five minutes, just establishing aesthetically, visually, this guy is a C-rate boxer, and so much so that he's being disrespected by the people that own the place that he's getting the boot. Yeah, and that's where he starts, and then he fights the heavyweight champion, and he goes the distance with him at the end. That should yeah. be that that's your closing image. And by the way, it's a great film because it doesn't overstay its it, it, its ending. Yeah. Right, it ends. And you're out. And there's literally probably 10% boxing in that film. I know. But so then the question becomes, if that's the case, and I do believe in that, I believe in that. Mm -hmm. I believe in that journey, right. right? And I think that that journey has religious overtones or undertones or whatever. 
I mean, I just believe that, you know, whatever you go through, you can choose to let it break you or make you stronger. And by stronger, well, it's resurrection. Not, yeah, but also stronger makes you a better person. Right. You make the world a better place because you've been through some shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, but then the question is like, <laughs> if you didn't grow up with a religion, I like the idea of, you know what I like about Islam? Is Islam like you, you actually, when you pray five times a day, mm -hmm. good luck with that, by the way, that's a discipline, but there's a physicality to it. Like you're doing squats, you're going all the way down. It's like a yoga. <laughs> and then you're, you're praying. It's really wild. Well, it's a Catholic mass. It's up, down. It's true, kneels, right? Up, down. That's bend, what Catholic squat. mass is. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're kneeling, you're standing. You're, it's, it's very interesting that you're constantly moving. And the only hydration you're getting is on your forehead which sucks. <laughs> yeah it's like just give me it get, yeah get, get, get yeah i know and you're singing and you're singing dude and you don't sing in islam oh like the the call to it's prayer chanting. is singing but not yeah. you you tend to do but so so i, I the, the point is that maybe I'll, i mean i i don't see myself joining a religion i just i just can't at this stage go ah i found christ or so I, you do not pray no i i, I but i'm i'm going to start to meditate Okay. And I do meditate sometimes, but I'm not, I'm not doing enough of it. And I, maybe through meditation, I can start to get a sense that, I don't know. I don't know how to find faith, dude. I'll That's tell the you, problem. I, I read the, this <laughs> book, The Last Days of John Lennon recently, and it's all about his life. And, you know, it's certainly about, obviously, the last days of John Lennon. And there was a moment in time towards the end, towards the end of his life where he just needed to get out of the house because of all the pressure and everything. And he went sailing. And while he was sailing, the captain and two crew members got violently ill due to a storm. Violently ill. He was the only one that wasn't getting seasick. And so the captain said, John, you've got to get us through the storm. You've got to keep the boat on track. Just keep us straight. Here's the compass. Just keep us straight. So Damn. John Lennon had to... <laughs> get the beetle. I, get the beetle. Get the, the beetle. This went on, I believe, for quite a few hours. And John Lennon said in that moment, and I don't believe he was all that religious, but he spoke to God that evening and he wanted to see his family again, et cetera, et cetera. And he spoke to God. And I don't know that he stayed religious, but I think that there are moments in our t in our lifetime where, where you do find religion, even the hardest. Because you got nothing atheist. else. When, when you are... <laughs> And the yeah. shit hits the fan, and you're you're potentially you have the wherewithal to think I could potentially die here. Yeah, I think that's when most people communicate to God. Yeah, what they say? There's no atheist in a foxhole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like, are you religious, Anthony? No, no. <laughs> most of us don't. And the fucking thing is, my kids haven't grown up with a religion. So what happens is, you if you don't have a an ideology, a, 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 a mythology, a, a religion of some kind. Then you're gonna find you know human. You're gonna find a religion. You're gonna find it, and it it, it might be wokeism. It might be communism. It might it be, be racism. It could be a thousand. It could be a thousand things. It could be a thousand things. I'm with you though. I feel like there's something out there. I feel like I'm not in control of this. Yeah. Um. But I definitely don't like. I I'm against church in like every way, pretty much. Yeah. Why? 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 Uh, the institution it's just, of they, church. Yeah. I the institution of church. It's just. It's. I don't know. Like, I can't stand when people try to, like, get me to come to church. Like, a lot of... I bartend on the weekends, so a lot of people come up to me and, like, they go to different churches. Mm -hmm. And, like, my girlfriend's... One of her friends is, like, her, his dad's a pastor. And he's always trying to get us to go to church. I'm just like, no, dude. And I yeah. can't stand that shit, dude. Well, this it, drives me nuts. I think at face value... Look, the Catholic Church, for sure, has not had some great <laughs> coverage these last 15 to 20 years but i i'm or someone, 1500 years yeah 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 yeah. look yeah. i i was raised pretty religious i went to church quite often when i was younger as i got older i kind of weaned away from it and then i had the opportunity to go to israel uh maybe is actually i found out my show sullivan's son got canceled when I was on this trip. So when I think of Israel, I think of two things. My show getting canceled <laughs> in 2014 and then um, and going on this trip. And prior to, I was just another kid that grew up in Pittsburgh. You're going to church. You're hearing all the stories. You think it's just a bunch of, you know, yeah. it's, you, you realize they're all analogous to, yeah. you know, a higher purpose. And, and there's <clears throat> deep meaning to these stories. But I thought, uh, who's going to get swallowed by a whale? Who's going to build an ark and corral two animals? And, and Noah and, and Jonah. What the fuck? But so you go, then, I, then you go to Israel and you go to 
the birthplace of Jesus in Bethlehem. And then you go to, you you touch um, the bedrock of where Jesus's body is laid. You walk the path of where Jesus walked with the crucifix. And then it starts, you go to the Sermon on the Mount. You go to these locations and you go, oh, it is real. It is real. This really did happen. This did occur. This is history. It's not just a bunch of hocus pocus that was distilled and- Like there was a guy named Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. And that's when it truly like, as, as a distracted, spoiled American, when I went there, I thought, oh my God, this truly did happen. And well, I just never let myself to to the belief other than what I was told, right? It's just funny though that that Jerusalem or that part of the world is where, you know, the other two groups, Muslims and Jews, were like, Yeah, he was definitely a prophet, but he was not God. That's the fundamental difference, right? Right, right. So it's just interesting. Like the, the you know, he was a first century rabbi, a first century Jew, mm-hmm. and and the people that he came from themselves were like, That's cool. Yeah, he had something going on, but he definitely wasn't God. It's just such an interesting, controversial but I think you can thing define your relationship. Either you have one or you don't. No, you have one or you don't, right? And yeah, that's what I've heard people say. You got to just believe or you don't. Exactly. So, I, I I certainly do have faith in a higher power. And I, I, I did something early on in my life where I used to pray to God for things that were trivial, right? <laughs> I pray to God, you know, can my show get renewed? Can I sell the <laughs> show? Can I do this? Can I do... And then I realized... I, I, I was like, what are you doing? Like... Yeah, you need to because I, I remember reading this thing about like you can't punish other people. It's not up to you to seek revenge. It's not for you to do those things. God will sort those things out, and you've got to give the power to God to say, "God, I, I felt wronged by this individual or this incident. You've got to make it right. I don't have the power." I've seen to make you that do that. Right. Actually, you're pretty good at that. And so now, when I pray to God, I only pray for things that I could never be in control of, like health. Yeah. I want my kids to be healthy. Yeah. And so every night, it's habitual. I have to pray before I go to sleep. You do. And I, I have to, yeah. Wow. And there's there's nights where I lay awake and I'm like, why have why can't I fall asleep? And I'm like, I didn't pray. And then I pray and then it's lights now, out. Now, do you get on your <laughs> knees and put your hands together and look up at the... No, I'm a lazy prayer. You're lazy prayer. Oh, you lay, you lay down. My mother will literally get up and kneel down and pray before she goes to bed every night. And she's doing like, a, she's clocking like 20 minutes. I like <laughs> I like that discipline. It's like a, Say what you will. Right, that's I don't form, like the word discipline. But it's a okay? form of meditation. It's a form. It is. I, I love people who are like atheists, like Sam Harris, who are like, religion is stupid and everything else. But then they, they, they're serious meditators. Serious, like essentially hold a lot of the, a lot of the Buddhist beliefs of the self is an illusion. Right. And stuff like that. But, you know, again, we all, even atheism in its own way is, it's, is a religion. Right. It's it's you're praying to the great God of what you can measure and rationality. Right. But like there's a lot of shit you can't measure and there's a lot of shit you can't rationalize. And there's a fuckload of problems called existence as a human being that your logic is not going to get you out of. It ain't going to get you out of it, man. You're not going right. to you're not going to get yourself out of a lot of problems. So I, I respect I respect religion. I just don't know how to fucking I don't really know how to I, I don't know how to do it. Maybe there's a I'll lot. Just, there's a lot of positives in it. Yeah, it's just the what I've always seen because I went to church as a kid and I grew up like Christian technically. Yeah, but what I've always seen is like people go to church and then use it as an excuse to like go get blackout drunk after, <laughs> yeah. which is still what I see. Yeah, you know that's like that my friend or my girlfriend's friend that's his dad's a pastor. It's like right. they they go to church, they're like you know praise God and everything, and then they come up to the golf court, the the clubhouse, right, and stay up there for seven hours and get blackout drunk on eighteen Jeez. Coors Lights. Okay, well, so like, why, what, are you, what are you doing? So why the well, I'll tell you what it is though. Why why are people and including me, why are people so terrified of silence? Sitting alone with yourself, right? And not doing anything, not writing, not reading. In, in meditation, you try not to even think. But let's just say you, let's just say you take 20 minutes, right? 30 minutes to sit and just have, see what happens as in, ter- in silence? Just see what Look, happens. I'm gonna tell I never right now, do that. If you want 30 minutes of silence, come to any of my shows. <laughs> you will get it. Oh, okay? you'll get it. Oh, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Total silence. Well, Brian, you got to remember though, silence is violence these days. That's right. Okay. You know what? You so can't just sit around violent. and do nothing <laughs> because you're just being racist. 
or part of the problem. That's right. So get out there and fucking protest. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Sorry this has been so deep and religious. Hold on. Let me ask you a question, though. Since you're bringing <laughs> this all up, are you finding yourself, given everything that may be occurring, are you... Are you questioning faith? Are you questioning your own faith? Are you questioning- I'm questioning the fact that I never had faith and, and yeah. that, you know, looking at destruction and all the stuff that's happened to me, like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to um I'm trying to make sense of it and I'm trying to figure out how to move forward in a way with right. with because see a lot of times when you, you go through shit, you, you've gotta be aware that you can't be a drag on the people you love. So you gotta you gotta and you can't not continue to be who you are right and so you know i gotta keep being funny and i gotta keep being sure a good dad and a good um boyfriend and a good person you know right and you don't feel that way sometimes sometimes you just you you know the de the definition of character is mm -hmm. behaving well when you don't feel well you know right. be being a, a a man when you want to you know or being brave when you'd rather crawl into a fucking hole sure and so th that's just the definition of character right that's that's there's no you don't have an option there but then you start to it's, it's one thing to like gut it out i can do that no problem okay right. i'll always do that shit i'm just i know who i am yeah but what's the lesson man what 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 are you getting from it you know it's it's like it's like um it's like those fucking soldiers like sometimes you see this like my friend was a ranger and his sergeant was was ranger strong you know right. the guy would like he could live on four hours of sleep and drink a pot of coffee and he'd run barefoot for miles right he'd just run barefoot you'd see him like running like always running always always running i'm running 12 miles a day i'm gonna do pull-ups and i'm gonna run hills till i throw up all right and then i'm gonna sleep four hours and i'm fucking growing you know that in itself is a form of self-medication and a form of avoidance so right. so you know so you know it's one thing to be in pain all the time but like what are you avoiding man but even when you're talking about gutting it out gutting it out to me it, it is when you're placed in a scenario and you've got to be in action right yeah the, the I, I think what you're asking is is what's it all for what's it all for what's it all for i believe at least to me personally is when you are by yourself mm -hmm. you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're lying in bed or you're eating a lunch by yourself, whatever it is, you're, you're solitary. Do you like who you are? Are you content with the way you've acted that day and reacted to other people? Because I think when you when you react or act in a negative way with people, those things are the things that will stick with you throughout the course of the day. You go, I shouldn't have fucking done that. I shouldn't have done that. I was so stupid. Those are the things that will trouble you throughout the course of your day when you go through your life and you hold doors for open people and yes please thank you you don't hold the line up and you're just a re respectful person in society i think you can just enjoy those moments of silence you can sit there and go ah this is great yeah you know and you're not thinking about all the fucking horse shit that's occurred over that day or the month or whatever and now look there's always things that are going to come up in our lives where you know my mother had breast cancer and in those moments of silence, I'd sit there and think, oh, God, what, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. All yeah. you can do in those moments, at least I did, <clears throat> is pray. Yeah. Just go, God, can you please look over my mother? You know, she's not more special than somebody else. But, you know, there's a thousand other moms right now within, you know, an arm's throw of me that are dealing with something health related. Yeah, that's what bothers me, too. It's like, it bothers me that existence is so full of peril. And so full of destruction, and yeah. that that we're so limited and so fragile. That bugs the shit out of me, honestly. Yeah. It bothers me that you can do everything right and still get fucking, you know, creamed. And and that because that, well, that's not how you grow up. You grow up thinking that you're supposed to fulfill this contract over here, and then all this stuff will happen. Right. And well, to look, an extent, that's true. But. Billions of years from now, none of this is going to matter. That's what you always hear, right? None of it matters. So why even give a shit? It's like that's look, nihilism. It's all going to blow up it's all going to go back it's going to you know who knows what's going to happen in terms of existence and big bang and all the other things but i think again it, it what matters is are you happy with how you acted that day well, that's that, that's me that's just yeah, me that's my it, own it's like the book of job you ever read the book of job the, it's in been the a Bible? minute yeah yeah like the devil comes along and decides to test this righteous man yeah and he has this conversation with god and he's like you know 
uh, I want to see just exactly how 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 loyal this dude is to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's good. He loves God as long as everything's going his way. Sure. What happens if I take his whole family away? Right. What if it happens if I cover him in boils? What happens? In, and he just goes through all this stuff. He does all these terrible shit to Job, and Job just never gives up his faith. Right. Job never gives it up. He's always like, Nah, love God. I love God. No way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a bad person. I'm a righteous man. And the devil finally is like, This motherfucker. This dude. Did it, yeah. you know, and then and then of course you know he's restored and he's got everything comes back, but yeah, that's that's a powerful that's a powerful motif, man. That's like that's well, that's all, faith. Those are all blueprints disseminated in some form or fashion in a million different variables for you to disseminate and find faith and inspiration from, or not, or not, or not, man. Well, I think the lot, larger the thing is like I'm noticing like we should we should what's happened in the past month. Like if you think about the shit that's going on, like like um, you know, there are so many things that just you have no control over. You know what's funny about all of it? Like we're all dealing with these problems and climate change. What if that's real? What if that shit's gonna happen? What if like what if right. the globe just suddenly goes? We're gonna fucking warm up and all the ants are gonna die. You know whatever it might be. Yeah. And then th- there are a lot of things. Catastrophe can happen on a global scale. And then all your shit was like what? What was happening? <laughs> right. You know, I always laugh at that that when Fred Durst, who was the lead singer of Limp Biscuit and the singer of Creed, and they had a fucking beef. They had a beef. Because Fred Fred Durst was making fun of the singer of Creed, because the singer of Creed wears chokers and stands on mountains and with arms right open, you know. And Fred <laughs> right. Durst was like, You fucking dude, you're embarrassing, you know. And he's like, I'll right. beat you up. And and the singer from Creed was like, Will you? Because I'm a pretty big kid. Bring yeah. up the singer from Creed. He's like, he's pretty thick and probably a good guy. I don't know. But either way, he's like, look, man, you might think I'm cheesy, but I'm singing and fuck off. And and uh so he was like, he so I think the singer from Creed was like, How about how about we fight and we'll give the money to charity? How about that? And then Fred Durst, I guess, didn't really feel like doing it. But he looks like a big he looks like a big guy, he looks like good a pretty dude. tough kid. Yeah, yeah, he's not, you know. And maybe he was a little bit whatever, but but I guess Fred Durst kind of found himself not doing that. How big is this guy? He's 5'10". Five ten. Five ten. Let me see Fred Durst. Yeah, but that's that's probably thick though. Probably yeah. thick. the tail of tape. Oh, five Fred eight. Only five eight. Fred's only five eight. So you know, and and I don't know who did. Let's see if and he Durst, did any sports. Look Durst up this guy. Durst looks a little doughy. Yeah. What's what, what? Where? What's his nationality? What's my? What's who? my? The from Creed. American singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. I want to see his. I want to see his origins. He's from, I'm gonna, he's from I'm, Florida. I'm gonna make a call right well, he's now. He's a Florida man. Yeah, but I'm gonna make a call. His name is Scott Strap. Like that Stapp, name. Stap. Scott Stap. I like that name. Hold on. Founding member of Creed. I'm gonna find out where you know. What are you What are you looking for here? I'm looking for his like. Has he got any sports life or um, family life? Hold on. All right, it was raised his mother, Linda, and his stepfather. Stepfather, so he didn't have a real dad, so he's probably angry. Whose surname is he took to, to become a musician and first came to perform yesterday. All right. Basically says he believes in God and sings rock. So he's got so Holy Florida. Ghost power on his side. Oh, wait, he is he is of Native American ancestry. All right, dude, now, you, now you're dealing with Native American. So, all right, I'm 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 a little bit on his side here in terms of like his athleticism. Well, we're, let's go to the cubicle worker known as Fred Durst, <laughs> and let's see what this doughy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I like Fred Durst. I mean, I I, I like him oh, too. He's from Florida too. Oh, Florida Jacksonville. I was just there. Man. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, personal life thing just kind of says everyone's. Everyone he's ever banged. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to put my money on Scott Sapp to be honest. You got to put your money on Scott Sapp here. And so, but but the larger point I'm making is that nine eleven happened, and they decided to bury their the differences in the face of this. Oh, it's God. like you know what, man? We got to just this is not and yeah. Obviously, yeah, you do that. Yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> Yeah, because America's under attack. So yeah, you fucking do that <laughs> for the sake of unity. Yeah, and also, and also, I don't care about your beef. <laughs> I don't care about your beef. If I had to choose, I think Limp Biscuit's way better than Creed, and I get that too. But it's like, 
don't Dude, care. That is literally a toss-up between puke or diarrhea. Like, well, I, I was could Limp give a Limp flying Biscuit was a good fuck. band, though, weren't they? I could Limp Biscuit? A, yeah. I could <sighs> give a flying fuck about that. They had a few songs, but oh, so really? did Creed. Oh, but overall, no? Like, back in the day, I mean, if it came out now, it'd be kind of cheesy, but... Back it was the, cheesy then. Back, I never I mean, got into that shit. I never got into hip hop. I don't know Limp Bizkit. Back, back in the day, there band. was a few Limp Bizkit songs that I loved. Really? Yeah, yeah for sure, dude. When you're and smoking Creed. a well, I liked, smoking a cig. I liked a no, Limp like Bizkit. Young kid. I, I liked 12, their their yeah. version of yeah. Faith. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Um, they did that pretty cool song for Mission Impossible Two. They did. Jesus Christ, guys! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave this room in about a few minutes. Well, you this only is, listen. To, I'm like the atheist of this you conversation. You only listen to Oasis and the Killers, and so that's, no, that's, that's not that's, true. You deserve to be a little bit shoved around for that. No, 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 no. No, no but love... just take get get a little shove around for that because because <laughs> Oasis love... Oasis is is, I mean. You know, I know you think they're the greatest band of all time, but for me... No, the Beatles are the greatest band. Yeah, but Oasis, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool, but I always figure if you like Oasis, you know, you're, you're a guy who, you know, you're a guy or a gal who goes to Tulum. <laughs> I don't know what to you what? do. I don't fucking know, but Oasis is like, it's like, you, I'm fucking 17 and I frost my hair. You know what I mean? Is no, that mean? Is that no, not right? No one frosts their hair. They listen to Oasis is a rock band, dude. Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're covering rock. my generation by The Who and The Beatles and I Am The Walrus. Yeah. They're a rock band. Yeah. They're but, a band you play in a dive bar, a pub, yeah. and you order a ton of whiskey. And you I get don't chicken. think so. Yeah. I think Oasis is like, I always think of Oasis as melodic and safe and- no. And, and and you know Are you, you make out they, to Oasis. It's what two no, white kids. No, is there were two white teens go? Let's let's look out. Let's go to the observatory and let's play Oasis. I've never neck. listened to Oasis. Am I, you, yeah. you've heard Anthem Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova I'm, and I'm Don't sure. Look Back You're in my Anger. Wonderwall. Supersonic. That Supersonic. You're my Wonderwall. Hold on. Lars from Metallica said Supersonic's one of the greatest rock and roll songs to come out. Let me out hear Supersonic, but let me years. let me see the lyrics to You're my Wonderwall. Hold on. It's a fucking great. You don't it's listen so, to anything. I know, but it's so it's also so kind of like you know, it's a little cheesy, isn't it's it? It's not cheesy. No, but it's, Supersonic's but, a fucking great song. But, but it's a little Rock bit, and roll star. Cigarettes and alcohol. You listen to Cigarettes and Alcohol, you're going to want to go out and get fucked it's up and soft, make out though. with strangers. And it's yes. soft. Look at him. Yeah, so they're, 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 I understand why you like them, but, not, but not 17. So the thing what is, does that mean? Yeah, it's, it's just the way they sing. <laughs> it makes me super angry. It's a Because great... he kind of wants his words and he opens his mouth. Plus, he's pretty. He's super pretty. He got... He's got a nice mouth. Do you know where the cadence is from? John Lennon. <laughs> Yeah, they're, I know. They're paying but, homage and they kiss the ring to the Beatles. They're a great band yeah. and they have a lot of swagger and attitude. And that's something else I love. Can well, you bring up? The, can you bring up? A, you can chick. play this. I'm a fucking chick. Sorry, you're bro. a chick. You don't listen to music. Could you? Could you? Um, like, would you bring be in their front row and going? Noel Gallagher. Woo! I want more. Is this is why Oasis I love Oasis in in five seconds. But what you'd be ready? like this. What Woo! is it? Just just type in Noel Gallagher. I want more. And listen to this clip, and we can play this in the thing. Okay. I love them because of their tunes, but also it's the only band I've ever come across where I want to learn about them. Like, I, I enjoy their interviews. Their interviews are some of the fucking funniest. Wait, this right here? This first thing? Noel, I want more? Oh, that, okay, never mind, hold on. Is it an interview thing? It's an interview, yeah. Watch this. She goes, hold on, just start it over again. She goes, are you happy? Are you oh, happy yeah, for I this like, I like this. What, you ask me if I'm happy? Listen, I've got 87 million pound in the bank. I've got a Rolls Royce. I've got three stalkers. I'm about to go on the board at Manchester City. I'm part of the greatest band in the world. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! No, I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that they're funny. Dude, he's I got saw the that best and I sense like of humor. That. I like that. He's got a good... Look, he if you have a good sense everybody. of humor, I love you. Yeah. I'm sure I'd love the guy. I'm just saying that the music... Feels like it, you it, you know three songs. I know it might I, maybe it's a little too it's a little too neat, right? It's a little neat. too like it's just too. No um, one would ever describe Oasis as being neat. It feel like so. So if I'm if I'm uh, if I have to go, Taylor Swift is neat. If I that is go, a well produced. Everything is produced. There's density in the music. It's yeah, yeah, all it's there perfect. for a reason. And purpose. That's what I mean. Definitely, maybe was recorded in a barn. 
No, no. I know. I got you. It's not neat. Yeah, I got you. It's, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it's like, put on Wonderwall. Let me just see the lyrics. I want to see the lyrics of Wonderwall. Just, I want to I just, because I feel like it's very well produced and they're, they're, they're very commercial, which is not they bad. They're not commercial. They just they, they say everything to not be commercial. The song mm. fucking blew up. Yeah, but they're they're commercial though, right? They they're, want to be the biggest band in the world, but they were never yeah. aiming to be commercial. They're not U two. Let's out, put or, it that way, right? U two is a sellout. That's that's a commercial band. No, no, but U two is the best. U two, the you, lyrics, the lyrics of U two are better, right? Oh, here we go. What do you, you say? Are okay. you U two fan? Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. Oh God! But now you shouldn't somehow realize that what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. I can never hear the song again. Now. Backbeat, the word on the street that <laughs> the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. See, you know what I'm saying. He's not really saying anything. Yes, he is. Are you ready? You got to remember the moment in time. Okay, look what at was me. It? Look at me. <laughs> remember the moment in time, you piece of shit. You're going to drive <laughs> me fucking up a wall. Kurt Cobain is popular. Grunge music is popular, yeah. right? They don't want commercialization. They don't want the fame. They don't want any of it. They, 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 you know, he killed himself because of suicide. Yeah. What does Noel Gallagher come out with? Live forever. He's like, I don't want any of that shit. I want to live forever. I want great times. And all of his, all of his it's tracks. It's positive music. It's very positive. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, like, I'm, we're going to go out you. tonight. We're going to fucking get it. Yeah. That's why people. Well, you and I are the kind of guys that go out and get it. I get it. I get that. That's and I the agree name with of you. my autobiography, Steve Byrne, getting it. It's available to <laughs> Steve Byrne. From Random House this fall. Getting it. And what's the picture of you? Are you just like, are you just like fucking, yeah, like this? Or just like this, or just it. like this, two thumbs it. toward you like this, <laughs> getting it. I get it. Yeah. Or just throwing up a bunch of money. Don't you get just it? Fucking, you know what? Baby you want to get it? You're throwing up a bunch of baby chickens, just a bunch of chicks. <laughs> that you know, when they fall in, in the ground, it's going to be bad. You're just like, <laughs> eh, and then you're throwing up a bunch of baby chickens in the air. And we're like, fuck, dude, he's not going to be able to catch all those baby chickens. <laughs> they and they can't fly. They're going to die. These little yellow chickens. And you're like, eh. But then we flip the album cover over. Yeah. And you just see, it's just, they're going to land in a bunch of marshmallows <laughs> and they're going to be fine. And they're going to be just fine. They're going to land in a bunch of marshmallows. And that's why I get it. And that's why you, you didn't get, get it. it, but that's why I get it. Head that, fake. My second book is called Got It. Got it. That's right. Got it. And that's you with a bunch of baby chickens that have been, that have been prepared for you. They were drowned, plucked, yeah. and now you're going to eat the baby chickens fucking whole with a fork. And they've been seasoned with buffalo hot wing sauce and you deep some fried. people eat wings some people eat wings yep they've been deep fried some people eat wings i eat the whole baby chick <laughs> beak and all you fucks and that's what it says and the name of the album beak is name of the album and the book is some people eat wings i eat i eat the whole baby chick beak and all you fucks <laughs> enjoy this read this week on The View, the author of I Eat the Whole Bird and All, or The Whole Bird Beak and All, you fucks. I eat the whole Steve baby, Bird. I eat the hey, whole everybody chick. Everybody gets a copy. The whole baby chicken, the whole chick. See, you don't like music, and I <laughs> listen to music constantly. I, I have music on in the house all the time. My yeah. wife doesn't. She wants it quiet. I love having music on. Yeah. I've gone down Elvis rabbit holes, Elvis. Beatles rabbit holes. Yeah. Every member of the Rat Pack rabbit holes. Okay. Uh, you uh, know D your Martin music. is my favorite. You know your music. I, well, I love the music that I love. Yeah. I love the music that I love. I'm not saying Oasis isn't a very talented band. I'm not. I'm just saying that, number one, when you listen to music all the time, I don't know when you have time to pray. But uh, but also, um, but I'm just saying Oasis feels like they're like a they're like not as good as well they're definitely not as good as you two of course easy. They're, just not, they're not even close the, the music the lyrics easy. the lyrics aren't even close but forget all that easy. They're, they're like between they're kind of between the killers What's your favorite? and coldplay right fuck you <laughs> no fuck you coldplay's <laughs> divorce music when you get divorced, you listen to Coldplay and really? Adele. Yeah, you fucking soft bitch. Listen, <laughs> the Killers. I like that. Are getting you great, all worked up. A great rock and roll band. They're a great rock. How they haven't played the Super Bowl is beyond me. They're yeah. commercial. The Killers are awesome. They're anthematic. Yeah. They're great. Oh, you two, I used to love. You two, they they drank their own Kool Aid a little too. A much, little buddy. bit. Come on. After a while, after like ten great albums, yeah. 
Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? What's your favorite rattling YouTube hum, song, please? Rattle and hum. That album is fucking got can't destroyed touch when it. it. Got destroyed when it first came out. Can't got touch it. destroyed when it first came out. Can't touch it. It was, they were taking a bad, deep dive on American music. war. Come on, man. These these Their albums, first three. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Joshua's Tree is a great album. Joshua I'm not Tree. Knock it. How about Octung Baby? Octung Baby. You got to give it up. They Jack. reinvented themselves after Rattle and Hum because they got slammed on Rattle, Rattle and, and Hum because they were becoming too though. American. Oh. And then what else? The other one, um, uh, not Octung, Octung Baby. No, but the other one was uh, uh, where Europa. Um, no, what was the? Um, uh, it's a beautiful day. Is that all the things you can't? That's a great out. album. That's a great. That came out right around September 11th. Phenomenal album. There's some good tunes on it, but yeah. it's a little soft. I don't know, but if you listen to the words, no, that oh, I'm fuck. a lyricist, dude. Oh, I I can picture you when that album came out. You probably put it on. You had a girl come over, and that's a, that's like an album you run a rose petal against her navel on. You're like, eh, do you like it? That's like, like it? Rogan told me. I told I called Rogan one time, and I go, there was this girl I liked who was a reader. She was like really intellectual, and she'd say things as you know, like with with Shakespeare. And I was like, oh no, I'm not. And so when she was coming over, I was laying books around that like they were open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I call Rogan. I go, dude, I'm a fucking fraud. I'm a phony. I've been laying books open and out. Just, but I had to tell someone. I had to tell my friend that I'm a piece of shit fraud. She's so, like, so the no spin zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're gonna lie, you got to tell your friends. You know what I'm saying? You can't be you can't be trying to pick up girls like by laying books out to impress them. Yeah. And I literally did this. I was laying books out. I was fucking God knows when it was. I was like so young, but I'm a fucking idiot. And I and I, she was an intellectual, and I just wanted to impress her. So I'm laying books out like Hemingway's <laughs> A Farewell to Arms or whatever with with the with the like I'm on page ninety one. Yeah. And then I got a Shakespeare. I got like Hamlet. And I was like, I'm. A, I go. I got to tell somebody what a piece of shit I am. Yeah. It's like it's like if you're gonna get a hair transplant, fine, but don't act like you didn't get a hair transplant. Right, right. It's the yeah. same shit. If you're gonna wear a toupee, tell people you're wearing a toupee because you're not getting away with it. Don't say that you ran a four four forty when you ran a four nine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, a little Dickens can go a long way. Hello, oh, classic burn. Fuck yeah! I'll tell you one of the funniest. I had a friend of mine who met a girl, and she was like, to like Anthony's point earlier, she's like, oh, I, I I can't stay out too late. I you know it's Saturday. I go to church on Sundays and. And he's like, he's like, well, I'm religious too. I, I, I got a church. Let's just have one more with me. I, I got to go. So she has another drink, and then he's like, hey, we're having a good time. Let's, why don't you just hang out? She's like, well, I, again, I got to go to church. He's like, you know, what? I'll go to church with you. How about that? And she's like, you'll go to church with me. I'll go to church with you. <laughs> they have another drink or two, and she's like, you're definitely going to church with me. He's like, I'm, I'm. Look, I was going to church anyway, so I'm going to church with you. Okay. <laughs> he brings her back. They bang. She wakes up the next day. He's waking up. He's like, "Come on, we got to church. Go to church." She's like, "What? I'm not going to church." <laughs> 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 it's like all things you're gonna lie about. Shit. Don't, don't lie about that is so funny. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm not going to church. We already had sex. The shit you'll say when you're younger. Oh, the yeah. shit you'll say when you're younger to get laid. Oh my God, the shit oh. you say. You'll be, you'll go along with whatever. You'll have the longest conversation. You'll find yourself in some apartment where you're like, you know, yeah, I I'll, I love Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking Nazis were right. Absolutely. I'll do anything. Yeah, just suck my dick, please. I agree. Just suck my dick. I agree the Nazis had a point. Hey, you want to get naked now? What else do I have to say? Racism is good. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it takes, like, like, <laughs> dude, you say whatever. But the it, you say to, whatever oh, yeah. to get laid when you're younger. Dude, fuck. I almost converted to Mormonism. <laughs> I almost became a Mormon. I swear to God, there was this girl, dude. This is she, a clip. She looked like Charlie's Theron, and she's like, "I can't do that. I'm Mormon." I was like, "I'll be Mormon." She's like, "You can't just be Mormon." I was like, "No, I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes." I, like, tank. I swear like, to God, just do that. I swear to God, I had a similar experience. I swear <laughs> to God, really? I swear to God, I was. <sighs> I met the hottest Mormon girl in the, on the planet, oh. and she goes, "I just don't believe in premarital sex." I was like, "I love Mormonism," <laughs> and she started explaining it to me, and I was like, "Well, that's like Buddhism, and I practice Buddhism, so for me, the jump is not hot far. <laughs> I, I don't practice Buddhism. I was willing the to say anything. Hot. She was oh, yeah. so hot, yeah, and nothing, and it, it, she didn't buy it. No, I ended up rubbing her either. fucking feet. I swear to God, I ended what? up rubbing her feet. I gave her a foot massage. 
So there it is. While you're jerking off. Uh, Dude, whatever. Uh, yeah. That's those are those frustrating things where you're just like, holy shit. You know, yeah. I guess we have to talk about whatever. I'll stay up till four in the morning. Gotta be up. Rogan had the greatest joke I ever heard about that. It's like having wanting to get like tr trying to get wanting to get laid. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the hottest girl in the world is like it's like you're in the back of a bus and somebody else is driving the bus and you're like, I gotta, I gotta wake up in five hours. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up like, you finally have sex. Now you're like, you gotta back this fucking bus up <laughs> and you got an hour and you're like, how do I, I don't know how to drive a bus. It was one of the greatest bits I've ever heard because it's just so fucking true. It's like, you know, somebody else is driving that bus. You're just like, you're, 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 you're a young man. So you're like, you, I'll, you want me to convert to Mormonism? Rub your feet. <laughs> Agree with everything you're saying. Uh, clean, uh, clean your car. End up in a bad neighborhood somehow because I'm, I'm, I'm whatever you need. You yeah, know? the kind of shit you do. Oh, I, I remember this girl wanted to have. It was, it was basically winter, and she wanted to sit outside of this restaurant so she could smoke. She was Russian, and I was like, okay, <laughs> fucking all right. I guess I could lose a few toes. You'll do whatever. This will be worth You'll do it. whatever. Yeah. Freeze, whatever. Well, even in, uh, I hate to say it, but like in the opening act, like I ended up underneath a trailer. And That's a I great knew story. when I was leaving, That's I was like, story, yeah. this is going to be bad. Like you're tell on. Tell the story. Tell the story. Because tell the real story. I was, I was, I was, I, I did a show at Charlie Goodnights at the time. It's called Goodnights now. Yeah. And you finish the show. And at the time, you go downstairs and there's a nightclub. So it's a dance club. So this everybody is Raleigh, from North the Carolina. Show, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Everybody from the show goes downstairs. So now it's like fish in a barrel. If you were on stage and you did good and there's a cute girl, you had an in. Yep. So I go downstairs and there was this smoking girl dancing on the bar in Daisy Duke's cowboy boots. And like it's like it's like a cosplay. Like if you wanted to bang a, a cowgirl, like you would ask for this girl in yeah. Vegas, right? Yeah. So she, as soon as I walk in, she goes, you. And she goes like this. I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it was like those yes, Mooney Tunes commercials where they yep. smell the steak and you start floating over. Yes, ma'am. So I just float over. Next thing I know, and that's how every bad story starts, right? Next thing I know. So I'm in a car. We're in a cab. And we're on the road. Then we get on the highway. Then we get off the highway. Then we're on another road. Then we're on like a side road. Then we're on a one-lane road. They went a dirt road and we're hitting dirt and gravel. I'm like, where the fuck are we going? Yeah, that's a problem. I go, I go, where are we going? She's like, oh, we're going to my place. So I was like, where, where is this? I get inside. She, she lives in a trailer in the fucking woods. Okay. There's a trailer in the woods. So it's just like, I don't know if they're squatters or something, but they set it up there. So we pull up, get in. There's guns everywhere, shell casings. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is going on here and I, I i literally i was like are you packing heat and next thing i know she pulls my pants down i mean within a minute of me being inside her place she pulls my pants down uh, what a great attitude and i was like <laughs> but when this is the thing when you're a guy and that shit happens to you it's the thing you dream about but when it happens you go whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck's What's going, going on, on here yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 like is there a trap well, everything you, you worry it's a trap or she's crazy something's up right yeah yeah the like, way you want it to play out, when it plays out that way, you don't want it to play out that way because then you start backtracking. Like, hey, maybe we should like have a beer first or something. Well, right? You just want your friend to know where you are. You want to have like a, <laughs> you want to have a couple friends just watching the door. Yeah, you're like, what's going to happen here? So yeah. next thing I know, uh, we hear tires uh, pull in, and she goes, "Oh my god, he's here!" I go, "Who?" She goes, "My boyfriend." I go, "What?" She goes, "He's a marine. He'll kill you." I go, oh, Jesus. fuck. So I jumped out the window and I crawled underneath the trailer out the backside, crawling in as I see his feet walking up in. Dude. And now I can't go anywhere because there's branches everywhere. We're in the fucking woods. And if I start snapping branches, he's going to fucking pull one of those guns out and shoot me. Yeah. So I'm laying underneath this trailer. I hear them partying. I hear them fucking. I hear them fucking again. And then I hear her make hot pockets, and I heard the microwave ding. I remember all these. And you're like, fucking under. It could have been laying, cold. It could have been freezing. And I have no cell phone. This is 1999, maybe 2000. There's no cell phones. Jesus. I didn't have a cell phone. Okay, they were just kind of new. So that's how long ago this was. So I literally had to wait until they passed out, and the sun is coming up, and I haul ass. And I ran and walked eventually for like two hours to the nearest gas station. You walked two hours. Yeah. 
I was in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. What and time I was scared was it? for my life. I mean, by the time I got to the to the to the gas station, it was like seven in the morning, and all that to get laid. All that to get laid. All that shit. And guess to what get I laid. did the next night? I tried to get laid. Of course, <laughs> the very next. Of course, night, like all right, let's see what happens. Of course, yeah. That's why in in with religion and with the way you're raised, the the traditional way was like you you better be a fucking good boy, and you're not allowed to do shit like that. Yeah. You know why? Because it always leads to fucking trouble, don't it? It That's always right. it if you do it enough, you're gonna you're gonna ho- ho- you're gonna hop upon somebody crazy who can get you shot or whatever. Yep. And you know. But when you're young, you don't think about this. Nah, when you're a you comic, older, when you're a comic, nah, yeah. you don't. You don't. It's you're the last the thing. Dragon. You're always chasing the dragon. Yeah. You're chasing the fucking dragon. Part of the comedy, part of the road, part of that is all that is it all that stuff, all yeah. that stuff. And frankly, a lot of it's fantastic. And oh, frankly, yeah. it it's not it's probably if you could go back to your younger self you'd go hey dude go home go home oh a hundred times go home a hundred times go home and read a book go home and do you know the young people listening to this they're not gonna listen to that i don't blame them no i wouldn't have listened and if i went home i wouldn't have had that scene in a movie that i wrote all these years later yeah I've, i've had i've had when i was younger i had wiser older men yeah philosophically and morally and religiously and all that Explain to me why chase and tail, yeah, you know, chase and skirt, whatever you want to call it, yeah, that you know, all the different words we use, um, is a waste of time, yeah, and worse, oh, yeah, and is. worse, and and you don't listen because no, you don't listen. Some of us just you're some with people your boys. just never listen. Eventually, I think eighty percent of us come to a point where it's like, all right, I get it, I've done it. It's time to shut the valve off yeah. and get serious. And I, I did like when I was like 30, 31. That's when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot yeah. do this anymore. Well, you had Oasis. And for a guy Fuck like off. you, you can go back and listen to Oasis yeah. in your room and just kind of like rock out, which you probably did. Did you rock out to them? Like, would you be like, <laughs> okay. would you have put your earphones in and be like this in the mirror and be like, and then go like this and then write like a- <laughs> Yeah, and then, that's what I do. And then add to your dream board. <laughs> My vision board? Yeah, your vision yeah. board. Did you add to it? Oasis inspires me. I'm going to be this, that, and the other thing. By the way, when I was 21, 22 in yeah. New York City as a young comic, I yeah. did do that. I know. I did do that. I would I would print out the, the lyrics, put it in my notebook along with the jokes I wrote, and I, was, I, I would highlight certain lyrics, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, this episode should be called God, Oasis, and rocking out alone. And I'll be Mormon. <laughs> no, God <laughs> Oasis and I'll be Mormon. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to do this. Uh, Guys, come yeah. come see Steve. Where are you going to be? I will be in the middle of April at the Indianapolis Helium. And uh, we'll be together at... Uh, Huntsville, Alabama, doing a a, a podcast. But everything I have is podcast Thursday, and then I'm doing that weekend at Stand Up Live. You're right. Yeah. And then you and I will. Yeah. And then I'm taking April off. Very nice. Well, everything I have is at Steve Byrne Live. All my social media, and I know I've referenced the opening act twice in this podcast. I I haven't in any others, but uh, it is available to rent at Amazon for two bucks, and it's the fucking greatest film you'll ever see about stand up comedy. It's the greatest film of all time. It's better. Uh, I, I really like that film. Better than Shawshank. Uh, BrianCallen.com for merch, Big and Hungry merch, and for uh, all the other merch. Deep Waters, Conspiracy Social Club, you name it. Come, Come get some. Come get some.